Welcome to Drunk Bible Study. This show's mission is to read every single word of the greatest story ever told. A warning to our listeners, the hosts of this show are sinners, but they're doing their best. There will be drinking and there may be some swears. They did say they'd try to keep it clean, but I wouldn't put my money on it. I'm Emily, and this is Drunk Bible Study, where my good friends Dedeker and Jace teach me, a born and raised atheist, all about the Bible. So, Jason Dedeker, how are we doing on this bright, beautiful Thursday <laughs> evening? Oh, I've been looking forward to this all week. It has been a very busy week. It's been yeah. a little bit of a crummy week in the chat with our listeners who are listening to the live show right now. Sounds like some listeners have had some crummy weeks as well. So, I don't know about y'all, but... Beer in the Bible sounds like a winning combination right now. Yeah. There you go. A B&B. A B&B in the time of COVID is a beer in the Bible. There you go. I love it. <laughs> wow. Well, okay. What are you drinking? It looks like you are drinking a beer, Dedeker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm drinking a Stone a Buena Vesa salt and lime lager. So it's a I lager. feel like I've seen that at Trader Joe's. How is it? It's actually, it's quite nice. It's very refreshing. It's probably the only stone thing I can actually drink because normally they make these very punchy in the mouth kind of IPAs, IPAs that the, the likes of you two can drink yes. and I cannot. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> How yeah. about you, Jace? Uh, I'm having a whiskey and grapefruit boobly. boobly. Oh, wow. It's sort of like a La Croix, but more flavorful, which makes me assume it's somehow worse for me. But who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Does it have any calories? No, it's the same kind of like no, oh, okay. no sweetener, no calorie kind of thing, but it's a lot more flavorful than La Croix, which makes me suspicious. Interesting. Uh, Dark magic. Yeah. Wow. I I have no idea what uh, whiskey and a grapefruit type beverage would taste like, but I'm glad that you're enjoying it. Okay, so what Mixology Hall of Fame drink are you drinking Mm. right now, Amelia? Well, here. uh, (laughs) So this is a blackberry mojito with basil and mint. Wow. Um, And also it's red and matches your top exactly. So it's like you coordinated the whole thing. I know. I didn't even like realize that, but uh, <laughs> it, it's a little bit more purple on this end of the camera. But yeah, it essentially is just muddled blackberry with muddled uh, lime wedges, basil and mint, and then a little bit of agave with rum. And you shake it all up and it creates this beautiful color. Very refreshing. Wow. Sounds Gosh. nice. I've been eating a bunch of wild blackberries on my walks in the morning, like a little squirrel. I'm out there by myself furtively, hoping <laughs> oh, no one sees me, just cramming them into my mouth. We'll grab some of them and come home and make a, a cocktail <laughs> mm, with them. Right. They wouldn't last that long. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> guess they'll just go right into your stomach. <laughs> right right into the gob, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'm trying to remember, last week was the long, long Ikea instructions on both David's, not David, other guy's house, Solomon's <laughs> Solomon. house, uh-huh. and then also God's house. Yeah. Now, do you remember got- the defining architectural characteristics of Solomon's house? A ton of patios. Patios <laughs> for days. Yep. Patios. Porches. 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 Yes. Porches. Porches. Not, not patios, yeah. yeah. Everyone lives in a porch. Porches. Yeah. Remember the cool sort of central feature we spent a lot of time talking about? Oh, yeah. The butts of the <laughs> oxen. Those four... <laughs> oxen with their butts touching and then also those like little they weren't little right they were pretty big 
circular baths for uh-huh. well, that and were perched upon the oxen. No, there's the one sea, big bath. The one big sea yes. was on top of okay. the four oxen statues with their butts toward the middle. And okay. then separately, there were, I think, 20 different basins. There were Gosh, like 10 basins ridiculous. and then 10 other basins for filling those basins that we never That's... figured out what they were for. Yeah, no, we didn't even in the bonus episode. It was just like, yeah, this was a thing. And <laughs> we'll uh, be sure to post about it in our Drunk Bible Study Fans and Fellowship so everyone can see the architecture at its finest. And this probably isn't relevant at all, but do you remember sort of the stylistic difference between Yahweh's house and Solomon's house that he built for himself? It seemed like Solomon's house was way more impressive, although Yahweh's house had a bunch of gold. There you go. Yeah. Yahweh's yeah. house was all gold. Yeah. And uh, Solomon's house was bronze. Uh Oh, okay. Solomon's house is bronze. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. And if you God thought- was like, only the finest, <laughs> spared no expense. Yeah, spared no expense. <laughs> if you thought that you were done with talking about this temple, you were wrong. Because uh, that's Dang. where we're going back to right away as we get started today. Well, we okay. surprisingly had a good time last time. So we I did. Feel we had a nice time. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. We'll strap in everyone. Yeah. We're gonna, yeah. What are we reading? Which which chapters today? Right. So today we're continuing on with First Kings, two chapters, chapters eight and nine. If you want, you can read along with us at drunkbiblestudy.com slash read. Type in First Kings 8-9. As we get started, we want to remind everybody to read responsibly and drink responsibly. You can drink along with us, or you can listen to us in the car. But please do not do both at the same time. And with that, 1 Kings 8. getting us so ready like so, so metal we're gonna talk about these ikea instructions <laughs> it's like the most metal ikea instructions ever okay <laughs> here we go then solomon assembled the elders of israel and all the heads of the tribes the princes of the father's houses of the children of israel to king solomon in jerusalem to bring up the ark of the covenant of yahweh out of the city of david which is zion Oh, he's going to move it. They're moving it to the temple. And this is a very serious task because, as we all know, it's very dangerous and radioactive. Yeah. Yeah. So, But wait a minute. He got all the princes to do this? Like, what if something happens, it slips, opens up, and then bam, like, everyone's gone. That's true. All of your leadership gone in one (laughs) fell swoop. That's true. That's what I'm saying. This is not, like... (laughs) Maybe it was some sort of ritualistic thing. Like, it's a a performance, right? It's a ceremony. So they have to be there. a designated survivor, like exactly. Keanu, or not Keanu oh. Reeves. Who's that guy? <laughs> Kiefer Sutherland. Chase, you know, yeah, you know Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah, <laughs> right. I like this him. world though, where Keanu Reeves is the designated survivor of all <laughs> corporations all and companies and teams. And this he is, probably was around during this time. This is especially on our minds because literally just last night, Dedeker and I watched Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure with my mom and stepdad and boy it was i think it holds up perfectly i think it's great i don't think i've ever seen that movie oh it's pretty good it's pretty wonderful all right well uh, it'll go on the the watch list for this weekend yeah but the tiniest baby keanu reeves is in that yeah he's 
He's a little child. Yeah. All of the men of Israel assembled themselves to King Solomon at the feast in the month Athenim. Ethanim. Hmm. Ethanim? Oh, that's a, that looks like the word Ethan. Like Ethan Hawk. M. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Good. I don't know. Yeah. Which is the seventh month. Okay. Good. Okay. Good. 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 Which means nothing, actually. Right. It's, it doesn't pertain to now. All the elders of Israel came and the priests took up the ark. They brought up the ark of Yahweh and the tent of the meeting of meeting and all the holy vessels that were in the tent. Even these did the priests and the Levites bring up. The holy vessels. Yeah, so, you know. Uh, yeah, I'm assuming like the. the yeah, the little the, sacrificey we're, things we're and the. The table you put the showbread on and the. Yeah, yeah. And the the oh, menorah yeah, exactly. and like all that stuff, yeah. Yeah, okay. They brought up the Ark of Yahweh and the Tent of Meaning and all the holy vessels, sorry, were. We're in the tent. Even these did the priests and the Levites bring up. King Solomon and all his congregation of Israel who were assembled to him were with him before the ark, sacrificing sheep and oxen that could not be counted nor numbered for multitude. Jeez. So they just like went haywire. Yeah. Just nonstop sacrifices. They just lost track. Yeah. It's very sad. The priests brought in the ark of the covenant of Yahweh to its palace into the oracle of the house to the most holy place, even under the wings of the cherubim. For the cherubim spread forth forth their wings over the palace, the place of the ark, and the cherubim covered the ark and the poles of it above. Yeah, you remember when we talked about these cherubim last time? Very big cherubim that were touching both each other and the walls behind them, yes. But it sounds like they... Wait, wait, did he put this in the temple yeah yeah okay yeah, so he had these cool cherubim that were all gold plated of course everything was gold plated yeah uh yeah. and that was in what did they call it last time they called it the, the oracle. oracle but it's like the room where they were gonna put the the ark i guess so that's what okay. we're doing now is we're moving it into that room that has these cool cherubim whose wings like cover the whole room or something okay well i'm sure it was quite impressive The poles were so long that the ends of the poles were seen from the holy place before the oracle, but they were not seen outside, and there they are to this day. (laughs) Wait, I'm sorry, the poles were what? What what are these poles doing? Yeah. I don't know. Wait, the poles you carry the ark ark and. Yeah, it says the cherubim covered the ark and the poles of it above. The poles were so long that the ends of the poles were seen from the holy place before the oracle, but they were not seen outside. And there they are to this day, which so I doubt. Have they, have they learned now how to build poles that are sturdy enough that can be very, very long, but still support the ark so that we don't have to keep exposing people to radiation poisoning by carrying these poles that are very close to the ark? That would be cool. Oh, we're maybe. getting requests for reading the message. James, uh, sure, yeah, okay, the message. It's like, like seven through, eight, seven and eight, like read those two Okay, yeah, verses. let me go back here. Uh, so I'm going to go back to six, actually. So then the priests brought the chest of the covenant of God to its place in the inner sanctuary, the holy of holies, under the wings of the cherubim. The outspread wings of the cherubim stretched over the chest and its poles. The poles were so long that their so ends long that their ends could be seen from the entrance to the inner sanctuary, but were not noticeably farther out. 
They're still there today. <laughs> this, this is a weird thing to flex about. Yeah. yeah. I don't. They're like, it was so big, but not like that big. <laughs> right. Not unreasonable. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. But really huge. <laughs> also, it's weird that like I, I get that he's trying to modernize things in the message and says they're still there today. But when I read that, I'm like, oh, they actually are. It's like, no, none of this no, exists not. anymore. So no. you'd think he'd put a footnote that's like, actually, kids, though, they're not. <laughs> but they were when this was written. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess that that's up to whomever is teaching you this Bible stuff at I the guess. time. Because you're I, not reading it really by yourself. I don't know. See, I'm in the, the Tyndale camp of like, people should be able to read it themselves and it should be yeah. understandable. So let's translate Was it into Tyndale English. Was Tyndale understandable? To the people at the his time, time yeah. ironically. Okay. Well, because remember, yeah. Tyndale at the time, it was all in Latin. So he was kind of one of That's the first true. translations into normal human readable language. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay. Yeah. There was nothing in the ark save the two tables of stone which Moses put in there at Horeb when Yahweh made a covenant with the children of Israel when they came out of the land of Egypt. It came to pass when the priests huh. were come out of the holy place. Wait, so, sorry, that- so... Y- I yes. thought that we used to have more stuff in there. Yeah, I thought that Aaron's rod, his flowering rod, oh, right. was in there. Aaron's rod. Had that been removed right. since then, and now we've only we're only left with the tablets. Oh right, yeah. And Brady in the chat is pointing out that there was the the some mana, some mana. Right. right? And Stephanie says there? those golden hemorrhoids. Although I don't, I don't know think if those actually in went in the ark. Were, I think that was they just, were just next to him. Offered to the ark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I guess they took everything out. They're like, okay, well, we only... got to yeah. look into that because that is suspicious if, if they're changing the story on us. Yeah, yeah. Like, where did they go? Huh. Yeah, I, I don't know. It came to pass when the priests were come out of the holy place that the cloud filled the house of Yahweh's. Oh, the cloud. Oh, meaning the, the oh, God cloud. Oh, oh yes. yeah. Wow, that's been, been a while. God a while. was like, I'm yeah. back. Since, <laughs> since Exodus, right? When we last saw yeah. the, the cloud. Or is this the cloud of nuclear fallout? Uh, let's find out. (laughs) Okay, so the cloud filled the house of Yahweh so that the priests could not stand to minister by reason of the cloud. For the glory of Yahweh filled the house of Yahweh. Yeah, nuclear fallout. They couldn't, they couldn't, they just couldn't stick around because they're like, this is dangerous. Well, they had disturbed it all as they moved it. So, you know, extra Mm. radiation was coming out. It's got to be it. Yeah, I'm glad that they got out of there. Jeez. They probably, like, knock some years off their life by just being around it at all. Yeah. Then spoke Solomon. Yahweh has said... Wait. Then spoke Solomon. Yahweh so has said... Then, then that, spoke Solomon, colon. Comma, I think it's missing a colon. Like, now this oh, is what Solomon is saying. Solomon said, Yahweh has said that he would dwell in the thick darkness. <laughs> I have surely built you a house of habitation, a place for you to dwell in forever. Oh, come on. Really he's not going to just be there. Like, he's not going to be there exclusively, I'm assuming. Well, but maybe Solomon's really hoping that he's made a place that is so cool. So nice, yeah. Yeah. But the God's like, I'm just going to be here. The king turned his face about and blessed all the assembly of Israel, and all the assembly of Israel stood. He said, Blessed be Yahweh, the God of Israel, who spoke with his mouth to David, your father, and has with his hand fulfilled it, saying, Since this day I brought forth my people, Israel, out of Egypt, 
Egypt, I chose no city out of all the tribes of Israel to build a house, that my name might be there, but I chose David to be over my people Israel. Great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's just yes, like, my dad's board. awesome, therefore <laughs> I'm awesome. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> He's so wise. Now, it was in the heart of David, my father, to build a house for the name of Yahweh, the God of Israel. <laughs> and God but- would have none of it. Yeah, but Yahweh said to David, my father, whereas it was in your heart to build a house for my name, you did well that it was in your heart. (laughs) Nevertheless, you shall not build this house, but your son who shall come forth out of your loins, he shall build the house for my name. And he's like, and here I did it. (laughs) I looked at the message here, and it's quite funny, Uh but what you just read was also quite funny. It's like, that's great (laughs) and all, but the message says... what did the message say, yeah? But God told him, it was good that you wanted to build a temple in my honor. Most commendable. But you are not the one to do it. Your son will build it to honor my name. That's Your good. son That's is great way better tech. aesthetic. Yeah. Most commendable. But yeah. actually totally bogus. Yeah, it's going to be the most triumphant palace. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. Yahweh has established his word that he spoke, for I am risen up in the room of David, my father, and I sit on the throne of Israel as Yahweh promised, and I have built the house for the name of Yahweh, the God of Israel. Right. Gosh. Yeah. Why do all these men just have to sit here like talking, like waxing poetic about how awesome they are? I mean, what's changed? (sighs) Uh, You know what, Dedeker? Thank you. You're absolutely right. (laughs) You know what's funny is this, this whole thing of after something has happened that has been prophesied before someone going on and on about the fact that, Oh yeah, see, this is just like that prophecy, right? Remember you guys all remember how that was prophesied, right? And now it's here. Like that's yeah, that that's a theme through the whole Bible all the way through the new Testament. Uh, and then uh, I didn't oh, really? really put that together oh. before until now. And I'm starting to remember like, yeah, this has done a lot. I know we talked about before when they go through the whole lineage of Jesus in the New Testament, and we'll get there in more depth eventually. That's all I know. Jesse's line and all that, like that's all part of trying to be like, so right, like so, just like the the prophecy said, this is the thing. This is it. So maybe there's a little bit of retconning going on. Wait, is David from Jesse too? Yeah, yeah. David was Jesse's son. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So of Jesse's line, the crown, and now another crown. Okay, so, oh, I see, so they're all the kings, and then Jesus right. is a king, but not really. <laughs> right. Or yeah. something? Yeah, sure. I don't yeah. Know. Sure. we'll, just, we'll yeah. just leave it at that, yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm not even going to try to, like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> okay, there have I set a place for the ark, in which is the covenant of Yahweh, which he made with our fathers when he brought them out of the land of Egypt. Solomon stood before the altar of Yahweh in the presence of all the assembly of Israel and spread forth his hands towards heaven. And he said, Yahweh, the God of Israel, there is no God like you in heaven above or on earth beneath who keep covenant and loving kindness with your servants who walk before you with all their heart, who have kept with your servant, David, my father, that which you did promise him. Yes, You spoke with your mouth and have fulfilled it with your hand, as is this day. Wow. Wow, this is like the first sermon, right? Or something? Oh, gosh. I don't know. I I mean, not the first, but yeah, it does seem like he's sermonizing. Yeah, for sure. 
Uh, now, therefore, Yahweh, the God of Israel, keep with your servant David, my father, that which you have promised him, saying, there shall not fall you, a man in my sight, to sit on the throne of Israel, if only your children take heed in, to their way, to walk before me as you have walked before me. Mm. Wait. So he's laying out. He's laying out. It's a transaction. We, okay. We've been here before. It's the carrot and the stick kind of situation of these are all the good things you're going to get. But if you do any of these bad things, then yeah. it's going to be real bad. Yeah. Okay. And that, wait, so God said that? I thought that Solomon is basically saying, so like I did these things. So like mm-hmm. everyone that I ever have, all of my kids from my loins are also going to be kings. Yeah, yeah but the kings all love to, to set that Yahweh. up. Yeah, that, uh-huh. okay. Yeah, that, they want to make sure that they're staying in power. Right. They want to reiterate how blessed their fathers were, but then also that their kids will be too, so that then their kids can make this speech in their turn. <laughs> Here's <laughs> nice a, for them. Interesting little yes. formatting note is that so in the message, and I looked at a few other translations, and the message is the only one that does this, but um, where it says that you know he went out and said before everyone he spread his hands and said then it gets indented like this is all a prayer that he's saying which we've seen before and others the others do that too like the uh the niv does that as well um but then certain words or certain sections it then indents one more time like a quote within a quote or something a song yeah play within a play something like that so so this part so Emily, right after you finished there, verse 26 uh-huh. is inset a little more. And it almost makes me feel like it's like a call and response. You know, like he said all the first part and then over here is then everyone responded. Okay. I don't know. I, I don't think know. that's a little I'm trying to figure out. Yeah. Well, okay. You're fine. like, what is this? Like, why is this here? Well, you can write it down to perhaps look at. I mean, I don't know bonus. how I would. Why is their indentation extra in the message. I can't, Can we I can't even imagine Googling that. Okay. It's a sermon. Uh, sermon, song, prayer, whatever it is. Whatever this is. Okay. Now, therefore, God of Israel, please let your word be verified, which you spoke to your servant David, my father. But will God in very deed dwell on this earth? Behold, heaven and the heaven of heavens. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. Can't contain you. How much less this house that I have built? Okay, like if heaven can't contain you, then this uh, house certainly mm, won't. Right. So why right. did I spend all this time and these many years putting gold on everything? Yeah. However, yet have respect for the prayer of your servant and for his supplication, Yahweh my God, to listen to the cry and to the prayer which your servant prays before you this day, that your eyes may be open toward the house night and day. Even toward the place of which you have said, my name shall be there, to listen to the prayer which your servant shall pray toward this place. (laughs) Listen you to the supplication of your servant and of your people Israel, when they shall pray toward this place, yes, here in heaven, your dwelling place, and when you hear, forgive. If a man sin against his neighbor and an oath be laid on him to cause him to swear, And he come and swear before your altar in this house. 
Then hear you in heaven and do and judge your servants condemning the wicked to bring his way on his own head and justifying the righteous to give him accordance according to his righteousness. Oh, I, wow, I need the that message. Was so I, confusing. Yeah, that was so many. I don't know what just happened. Praying, praying prayers and swearing swears and oathing oaths and <laughs> <laughs> all these things. Okay. Yeah, that's also uh, the end of my section. Oh, so, jeez. Okay. Okay. Well, right, what does the yeah. message say, Chase? The message yeah. says. When someone hurts a neighbor and promises mm-hmm. to make things right and then comes and repeats the promise before your altar in this temple, listen from heaven and act accordingly, colon, judge your servants, making the offender pay for his offense and setting the offended free of any charges. Still don't understand, but okay. <laughs> it's just sort of like help out, up, I guess. Yeah, there's some divine judgment going on. Yeah. He, yeah, God's going to sort him out, you know? Be cool, be cool. Be. Okay. Yeah. Be cool, be cool. That's what he's saying. That's it. <laughs> All right. When your people, Israel, are struck down before the enemy because they have sinned against you, if they turn again to you and confess your name and pray mm. and make supplication to you in this house, then hear you in heaven and forgive the sin of your people, Israel, and bring them again to the land which you gave to their fathers. When the sky is shut up and there is no rain. Shut up, sky. Because they have sinned against you. If they pray toward this place and confess your name and turn from their sin when you do afflict them, then hear in the heaven and forgive the sin of your servants and of your people Israel when you teach them the good way in which they should walk and send rain on your land, which you have given to your people for an inheritance. So Solomon's just trying to set up like, Hey, if they do bad things and they turn that around, then be cool with it. Yeah. Yeah. Forgive him. Give us rain again. Do you think that God is learning? Like, is he becoming a better God? A better, kinder God? (laughs) Over time. Huh. Well, he's definitely gotten a lot quieter recently. That's true. But I thought that he said that he was going to get quieter. He's like, I'm done with you people. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm done talking to (laughs) y'all. I suppose, He's got a little more yeah. hands off, you know? Yeah, yeah. Def- definitely more I, hands off, that's for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, he used to just be like striking down people left and right for anything and mm-hmm. coming down and talking with people and becoming a burning bush and stuff. Mm-hmm. But now, yeah. like, not so much. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. If there be in the land famine, if there be pestilence, if there be blasting or mildew, blasting? locust. Uh, blasting is, it's like a, what? That's like when crops die. It's like a, right? Blasting? I don't know. Yeah. Well, I remember we looked up, gosh, this was many episodes ago. They all talked about crops being blasted. Yeah. Yeah, It is like a blight on crops, I think. A blight. That's the word I'm looking for. Yes. Huh. A locust or caterpillar. If their enemy besiege them in the land of their cities, whatever plague, whatever sickness there be, whatever prayer or supplication be made by any man or by all your people, Israel who shall know every man the plague of his own heart and spread forth his hands toward this house, then hear in heaven your dwelling place and forgive and do and render to every man according to all his ways whose heart you know. For you, even you only, know the hearts of all the children of men. <laughs> Starring Clive Owens. Okay. <laughs> oh, that was a great movie. This um, okay. reminds me of... of some uh, like a prayer circle or something where you've got someone who kind of loses their train of thought partway through mm. and just keeps kind of <laughs> from your home 
that's, that's heaven because you know everything and you know if, if someone prays or or if everyone prays or or if just one person <laughs> prays i guess too then you know please it's just they're kind of losing their train of thought as they is go is this a thing that happens <laughs> oh sometimes yeah for sure. when you're trying to improv a prayer it can happen wait what's I, a prayer circle what is it what do you what does it sound like like well is it like if something is happening and a bunch of people get together and in a circle and pray about it. Yeah. You got it. Okay. Yeah. But the, the specifically the aspect that I think you're missing is that you all get together in a circle and then it's Uh just kind of like when you want to, you speak up and pray. And when you're done, one person who's kind of leading, maybe kind of opens and closes as well. But then it's kind of open to just whoever wants to speak up can, can jump in. So you have to talk out loud. Yeah. But so <laughs> it's not like it's no, not like it's you're not, just together yeah. like holding hands and praying silently. You could you be. be Okay. You could be. But generally if someone you says a prayer, you could be holding circle, on to a sweaty hand for quite a while. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we also there was a church that I went to in college that did this not as a circle but as part of every single Sunday in the Oh my goodness. As part oh, of the service, it was kind of There was a section <laughs> that was just sort of opened up to to anyone. And at Oberlin? Yeah, at Oberlin. There's this little Seems American like so... Baptist church uh, oh. that the husband and wife were the two pastors who ran it. They were actually super awesome, super awesome, very liberal, like did a essentially a wedding for their gay daughter and stuff. Okay. Lovely. And right. they were like right. survivors of like one was a cancer survivor and they were just really inspiring. They're really great people. They were awesome. I, I love them. Uh, but they would do this where they would just kind of open it up during the service where there was sort of a section where anyone could speak up and offer up a prayer and usually just a few people would add little things but there was this one woman who was there every week who was normally real quiet and shy but would speak up always during this thing and it would kind of she it was like i don't know it was like she just improvised poetry it was actually awesome it was really really cool Beat poetry. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, kind of like a little bit like beat poetry, I guess. It was really, Bible really beat cool. Poetry. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, that's cool. All the prayer circles I grew up in were a lot of like awkward teenagers right. just yeah. kind of <laughs> gossiping out loud to God. That's exciting. <laughs> Something <laughs> else entirely. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. I'm going to get back to the Bible. Moreover, concerning the foreigner who is not of your people, oh. Israel. When he shall come out of a far country for your namesake, for they shall hear of your great name and of your mighty hand and of your outstretched arm. When he shall come and pray toward this house, hear in heaven your dwelling place and do according to all that the foreigner calls to you for, that all the people of the earth may know your name to fear you as does your people Israel and that they may know that this house, which I have built, is called (laughs) by my name." (laughs) <laughs> Meaning, wait, wait. hold on, hold on, Solomon. <laughs> this is hold Solomon's on. house. Hold on, hold on, Solomon. So he's just like, yeah, let foreigners come from far and wide and listen to their prayers to Yahweh and make sure that they know that <laughs> I did this. That's pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> that they know I'm responsible for this. It's kind of like my PR situation. Oh yeah, this is like a giant PR thing <laughs> for him. Yeah, yeah, he's got a good uh, yeah, PR guy, definitely for sure. Okay. Himself. <laughs> If your people go out to battle against their enemy, by whatever way you shall send them, and they pray to Yahweh toward the city which you have chosen, and toward the house which I have built for your name, then hear in heaven their prayer and their supplication and maintain their cause. 
if they sin against you, for there is no man who doesn't sin, and you are angry with them, and deliver them to the enemy, so that they carry them away captive to the land of the enemy, far off or near, yet if they shall repent of themselves in the land where they are carried captive and turn again and make supplication to you in the land of those who carried them captive saying, we have sinned and have done perversely. We have dealt wickedly. If they return to you with all their heart and with all their soul in the land of their enemies who carried them captive, I cannot stress this enough that the enemies (laughs) carried them off and made them captives and pray to you toward their land, which you gave to their fathers, the city, which you have chosen and the house, which I have built for your name. Then hear, hear you their prayer and their supplication in heaven, your dwelling place and maintain their cause. This is the longest sentence I've seen in my life. Is this still one sentence? Wow. Okay. This is Wait, still one really? sentence. Goodness. Wow. There's so many nesting semicolons and colons <laughs> and commas, and it's just, it's absurd. Oh, gosh. Okay. And, and forgive your people who have sinned against you and all their transgressions in which they have transgressed against you and give them compassion before those who carried them captive, that they may have compassion on them for they are your people and your inheritance, which you brought forth out of Egypt from the midst of the furnace of iron. Furnace of iron. That's, iron. that's, that's wow. the first one we've heard of that. What does that okay. mean? It's kind Wait, of like look, the Avenger of Blood. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is it like... Well, remember there was something about them straying from God and they would be like in a cast iron skillet. Do you remember this? No. (laughs) I don't remember a cast iron skillet. There was going to be iron. going to make breakfast out of them? Iron below them and steel above them or or bronze above them. Do you remember this analogy? Like in a a crock pot? (laughs) Well, that was our joke that it was like they were describing a crock pot or something. This really, does no one remember this? toss them all in? No one in the chat is remembering this. I'll Mm -hmm. I'll find it. Don't worry. I'll find it. I don't remember the skillet analogy. (laughs) We've read a lot of this, though. Anything could happen. I'm still not done with this sentence. Okay. Okay. Mr. the Furnace of Iron, that your eyes may be open to the supplication of your servant and to the supplication of your people Israel to listen to them whenever they cry to you. Period. Finally. Jeez. For you did separate them from among all the peoples of the earth to be your inheritance, as you spoke by Moses, your servant, when you brought our fathers out of Egypt, Lord Yahweh. It was so that when... Okay, oh, okay. I think this is the end of the prayer. Yes. Okay. I don't have any nice formatting to let me know that. So I think we're moving on. It was so that when Solomon had made an end of praying all this prayer and supplication to Yahweh, he arose from before the altar of Yahweh, from kneeling on his knees with his hands spread forth toward heaven. He stood and blessed all the assembly of Israel with a loud voice saying, (laughs) (laughs) Blessed be Yahweh, who has given rest to his people Israel, according to all that he promised. There has not failed one word of all his good promise, which he promised by Moses, his servant. Yahweh, our God, be with us as he was with our fathers. Let him not leave us nor forsake us, that he may incline our hearts to him to walk in all his ways and to keep his commandments and his statutes and his ordinances, which he commanded our fathers. Let these words, with which... I thought you were wrapping up and then it just keeps going. Nope, nope. Oh, I got a long way to go. Just buckle in. Let these words with which I have made supplication before Yahweh be near to Yahweh our God day and night, that he maintain the cause of his servant and the cause of his people Israel as every day shall require, that all the peoples of the earth may know that Yahweh, he is God. There is none else. Let your heart, therefore, 
<laughs> be perfect with Yahweh our God to walk in his statutes and to keep his commandments as at this day. Okay, I think maybe he's finally done speaking. Okay, the Gracious. king and all Israel with him offered sacrifice before Yahweh. Another one? I, yep. Well, maybe constant. this is a part of that sort of continuous nonstop sacrificing. Okay. Train, train of animal killing. Mm-hmm. Solomon offered for the sacrifice of peace offerings, which he offered to Yahweh, two and 20,000 oxen. What? And... 120,000 sheep. Impossible. Oh, that's, there's no I, way he has 120,000 sheep. There's not no that way. many sheep in the world. There, there's <laughs> definitely that many sheep in the world. <laughs> there definitely are. Okay, but still. Let me just look at how many sheep are in the world. <laughs> one billion. There's 33 million Crap. sheep in New Zealand. <laughs> yeah. There's one, one billion sheep in the world, apparently. Five million in the United States. Okay, fine. Wow, okay. Wow. So the king and all the children of Israel dedicated the house of Yahweh. The same day did the king make the middle of the court holy. That was before the house of Yahweh. For there he offered the burnt offering and the meal offering and the fat of the peace offerings. Because the brazen altar that was before Yahweh was too little to receive the burnt offering and the meal offering and the fat of the peace offering. <laughs> yeah, there were yeah, 22,000 so- <laughs> cattle and 120,000 yeah, exactly. sheep. So Solomon held the feast at that time and all Israel with him, a great assembly from the entrance of Hamath to the brook of Egypt before Yahweh our God, seven days and seven days, even 14 days. Wait, like... Like 14 days? Why? Yeah, I think so. I, like, seven yeah, days, seven days. days. Do I hear 14 days? Do I hear 14 days? 14 <laughs> days! It's King Solomon. Uh, on the eighth day, he sent the people away. <laughs> No, is this the? This must Wait, be the second eighth day. Here. So actually, the fifteenth day. You think? Oh, oh, the fifteenth. It, really it's got to be right. It's like seven days, and then another seven, and then the eighth day. And you don't think that it was eight days in? He's just like, oh, I'm sick of this. I want to <laughs> celebrate with Yahweh on my own for the next six oh, days. Six days, next, yeah, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Right. On the end, on the eighth day. He sent the people away, and they blessed the king and went to their tents joyful and glad of heart for all the goodness that Yahweh had shown to David, his servant, and to Israel, his people. Well, it sounds like, I mean, they had to sit through a kind of boring sermon, but then it sounds like a great party after that. Yeah. Yeah. Just probably blood. had a nice time. Lots lots of meat. Blood you know? and guts everywhere. Yeah. <sighs> wow. Goodness. Also, it's Awful. funny that earlier in the same chapter they were like there were so many sacrifices you couldn't even count them and at the end yeah. it's like it was twenty-two thousand of these and one hundred twenty thousand of these <laughs> other ones well that's what i'm asking is like it was it that total or did they do a bunch of sacrifices before that they I couldn't see. count and then they did the sermon and then they did twenty-two thousand more sacrifices yeah maybe okay maybe they did some sacrifices and were like guys that was a lot we should tell people and they're like i don't i didn't count did you so they're like next time let's be sure Right, let's be oh sure and count so that we can write it down. We just got really excited when it kind of buck wild and just yeah. grabbing whatever we could get. Like, grab a squirrel. Yeah. Oh wait, squirrels uh, are probably unclean, huh? No, they're probably they're definitely yeah, unclean. Yeah, yeah. It's no good. yeah. Okay. It's no good. Can't sacrifice squirrels. Okay. All okay. Right. Well, uh, gosh, as we go on to our next chapter, we want to take a quick moment first to talk about how you can support this show and keep it coming to everybody and these live shows for free. Continuing on with. First Kings, chapter 9. It happened when Solomon had finished building, had finished the building of the house of Yahweh, 
and the king's house, <laughs> and all Solomon's desire, which he was pleased to do, that Yahweh appeared to Solomon the second time, as he appeared oh, to him at Gibeon. Wow. Whoa, What's going to okay. happen now? Yahweh said to him, I have heard your prayer and your supplication that you have made before me. I have it made... It all right. <laughs> it's okay. Like, I've seen better, but good job. <laughs> I have made this house holy, which you have built, to put my name there forever, and my eyes and my heart shall be there perpetually. As for you, if you will walk before me, as David your father walked, in integrity of heart and in uprightness, to do according to all that I have commanded you, and will keep my statutes and my ordinances... Then I will establish the throne of your kingdom over Israel forever, according as I promised to David your father, saying, hmm. still going, there <laughs> shall not fail you a man on the throne of Israel, period. Great. Okay. All right. Sounds good shall so far. Shall not fail you. Yeah. That there, there shall not fail you a man on the throne of Israel. I think saying like all the kings of Israel... Not gonna fail. Are gonna love me? They're, they're gonna be there. I thought I it was like know. they're not gonna, they're gonna be gonna failures. Exist. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. They're not gonna, I don't know. They're not I gonna mean, hashtag king fail. Was mm. Saul not a bit of a failure? Like, what mm. constitutes a failure? Well, he's not talking about past fail kings. He's talking, yeah, he's talking about, about David, future like from line. David on. Yeah, I guess okay. so. Yeah, yeah. But, okay. but if you shall turn away from following me, you or your children, and not keep my commandments and my statutes, which I have set before you, but shall go and serve other gods and worship them, then I will cut off Israel out of the land which I have given Whoa. them. Mm -hmm. And this house, which I have made holy for my name, I will cast out of my sight. And Israel shall be a proverb and a byword among Whoa. all peoples. Whoa. The byword um, is back. Double whammy. Double whammy. A proverb and a byword. We got a drink for byword. Yeah, it's got been a long drink time. For that. Yeah. Not since Job. My mm -hmm. goodness. Oh, wow. Gosh. And, oh, and I'm realizing if people are coming along and listening to this podcast in book order, they haven't even gotten to Job with the byword yet, too. So for those of you who don't I forget know. forget what happened with the byword. Well, a byword. Job was saying his name had become a byword, and a byword is like a, like a what a pejorative essentially oh okay it's like a oh you're pulling a job or it's like oh yeah that guy's a real job it's like a karen is a byword i know? see yeah yeah <laughs> it's just sort of a like a commonplace saying that that means a thing yeah yeah okay <laughs> like the idea that job was the karen of his day was pretty good <laughs> Boy, um, also I'm not sure if he was exactly the current of his day, but yeah, yeah. he was something, all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, also, I did look up during the break what I was thinking of with the cast iron skillet that we were inside of, oh. <laughs> and it was Deuteronomy and... chapter twenty-eight, verse twenty-three. This was remember the whole carrot and the stick thing, where yeah. this was one of the early times when Yahweh was talking about how great it would all be, but then got really dark about how bad it would be when they yeah. would be like eating their children and not even sharing them with their neighbors. Right. Uh -huh. that part of that was uh, verse 23, your sky that is over your head will be bronze and the earth that is under you will be iron. Okay, Talking about like right. the, the sky being cloudy, so, I guess, yes, but the like earth not nice, producing. A nice but Dutch bronze. oven. But a nice yeah, Dutch exactly. oven. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, gonna really be packed in there. Okay, yeah. can really make a nice stew out of them Israelites. There but you I go. think he's doing a similar thing, right? Of the it's gonna be so great, none of your kings will fail unless. But they might. Then it's gonna be real bad. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You'll be a proverb and a byword. Though, Terrible. <laughs> though this house is so high. Yet shall everyone who passes by it be astonished and shall hiss. And they shall say, why has Yahweh done thus to this land and to this house? And they shall answer, because they forsook Yahweh, their God, who brought forth their fathers out of the land of Egypt and laid hold on other gods and worshiped them and served them. Uh, Therefore, (laughs) Yahweh has brought all this evil on them. Okay. Uh, I'm having trouble parsing that. The hissing. Mm. I was lost at the hissing. The house is high. The people are going to walk by and hiss. Yeah, I don't know what's fallen. We're we're still in the clause of like, if you don't keep following me. Yes. Yeah. Right. But why is the house high then? Like it was high and then it falls. I guess I assumed he meant literally high, not like metaphorically high. But just that this is a big house and people are going to see it and go, ugh. Why, this it. was such a cool no. house. Why did it all go so wrong? I see. <laughs> okay. It, it, when it goes wrong, that's when people are going to hiss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're still on the it's gone wrong. We're still on the it's gone wrong thing. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Yeah. yeah and they're all going to just hate it and be like, why Why is it so gross here? And then they'll say, yeah. oh, it's because they forsook Yahweh for other gods. Okay. Uh, okay. End of End of that thought, I think. It happened at the end of 20 years in which Solomon had built the two houses, the house of Yahweh and the king's house. Yeah, seriously. Now, uh, parentheses, now Hiram, the king of Tyre, had furnished Solomon with cedar trees and fir trees and with gold, according to all his desire. Well, that was nice of him. That then King Solomon gave Hiram 20 cities in the land of Galilee. What? 20 cities? 20 cities. Goodness. Yeah. That's a lot. Wow. Yeah, it is. <laughs> well, I mean, that was a, that was 20 years worth of golden trees. So I guess that's how you earn some you, cities as a king. Wait, what do you mean it was 20 One years worth of year. golden trees? Well, he, w- he took him 20 years to build both those buildings. Oh, did it? That's what we it's literally just, yeah. it just said that. It's at the end of 20 years in which Solomon had built the two houses. Okay, all right, okay. But I don't know that the gold and the amount of years that it took to build the houses are the same thing. Like He's the- paying him on like a city per year kind of down payment situation. <laughs> okay, maybe, know. yeah, maybe one city <laughs> per year. Yeah. Okay, but then they had to vest until he could get them at the end of yes. it. Okay. Okay. Hiram came out from Tyre to see the cities which Solomon had given him, and they didn't please him. Oh, Oh, we gave him crappy cities. Oh, no. The city is junk. (laughs) He said... What are you doing giving me Fresno? (laughs) Put it in the garbage. (laughs) He said, what cities are these which you have given me, my brother? He called them the land of Kabul to this day. I'm assuming Kabul Kabul means like... means like more like Crapul. Yeah, Yeah, it means S-Town or something. Yeah. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> love it kabul let me see if i can find that here in the message real quick i mean there is a real world city named kabul oh, oh is there is yeah, it in a... afghanistan oh okay and 
Is it a bad I, place? That's all I know. That's okay, it. Okay, that's we the don't end know. of my knowledge. Okay. <laughs> there, it exists. <laughs> the end. <laughs> the message says uh, that King, King Hiram said, what kind of reward is this, my friend? 20 backwoods hick towns? <laughs> what? People still refer to them that As 20 way. backwoods towns. <laughs> backwoods hick towns. <laughs> backwoods hick towns. <laughs> i'm sorry who wrote the message oh we looked him up once it's yeah, not all i one. forget i forget his name <laughs> all one dude though amazingly yeah yeah okay i'm not surprised oh my goodness he's like i call the shots on like what gets said in this freaking thing yeah <laughs> goodness he called them the land of kabul to this day which i guess means backwards backwards hicktowns hiram sent to the king 120 talents of gold uh, which again, if I look at the message, I forget what a talent is. Yeah, the message says this is all Hiram got from Solomon in exchange for four and a half tons of gold. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot. Okay, that's a lot of gold. Are they gonna get in a big fight? Let's find out. One okay. can only hope we could get some action again <laughs> after all this IKEA. Yeah. <laughs> this is the reason of the levy which King Solomon raised to build the house of Yahweh and his own house and Milo and the wall of Jerusalem. What is Milo? Milo? Who is Milo? Milo. What is Milo? Capital M, M M-I-L-L-O. Milo. I guess it's a a town or a cool thing. Maybe we could look that up for the bonus. A cool thing. A cool cool thing. It's called Milo. Write it down, Dedeker. It's It's like a modern art piece. (laughs) (laughs) I call Uh, it... Milo. The, the, the message, the message refers to it as the defense complex. In, Whoa. in parentheses, okay. the Milo. So, like the Pentagon. Okay. The pent. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Okay. He built the Pentagon, but it's the Milo. Okay. And the Milo. And the it makes wall. Makes it sound really cuddly. Yeah. And the wall of Jerusalem, and Hazor, and Megiddo, and Gezer Hold on. are three polka dots. What are those? <laughs> Sorry. Definitely the sound... three polka dots. They... Polka dot. <laughs> Pokemon. <laughs> I was going to say it sounds like somebody who would be fighting Godzilla. Uh, no, Megadon would totally fight Megadon. Godzilla. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> uh, I actually think that Megiddo and Hazor might no. have been on Megiddo? our biblical city. Megiddo? Is it Megiddo? Is it M E G I D D O? Is yeah. that yes. how it's spelled? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Have you been there? No, but I know that the name is important and is real. Oh. Okay. I'm pretty sure it was one of the things on our Bible City or Pharmaceutical yeah. or Pokemon, Pokemon quiz that we did months and months ago. Oh, I remember. That was a blast. Okay. So, sure. So we built the. So that's that's what I'm confused. They're saying that this is the reason of the levy which King Solomon raised to build all those things. Pharaoh, king of Egypt, had gone up and taken Gezer and burnt it with fire and slain the Canaanites who lived in the city and given it for a portion to his daughter, Solomon's wife. Oh, so now Solomon's going to get it back because I think he already had maybe... Maybe that was the dowry, Wait. was the city of Gezer burnt to the ground. <laughs> Here you go. Yeah. This sucks. Uh, that feels like kind of a slap in the face. Well, it yeah, says I mean. Solomon built Gezer and Beth Horon the lower. So yeah, maybe it's like his dowry from Pharaoh 
was the burned down city of Gezer that then Solomon rebuilt. Gosh. Uh, Solomon built... It was a fixer-upper city. <laughs> yeah. Gezer and Beth Horon the Lower and Baaloth and Tamar in the wilderness in the land. And all the store cities that Solomon had, just like mall towns, like outlet mall cities <laughs> that Solomon had. The out, you know, the outlet complex. <laughs> yeah, 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 the outlet cities. <laughs> and the city for his chariots. And the what? cities. <laughs> the city for his chariots. <laughs> They're right, literally Solomon. just cities that Solomon. house his chariots. This is getting a little too 1% for me. Yeah. Okay, cities for his chariots and the cities for or, his... Or wait, no, no, no. I know what it is. This is like that stretch in Glendale that has all the car dealerships. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're right. Okay, There's so we've got one the in outlet Van Nuys mall as well. city. Yeah, or Detroit, as Stephanie pointed out in the chat. Right. Okay, <laughs> so we've got the outlet mall city. We've got the car dealership city. and Next is the casino. And the cities for his horsemen... Maybe that's huh. the casino city. I don't know. <laughs> and that which Solomon desired to build for his pleasure in Jerusalem. Okay, there's the, the casino. Yeah, yeah. Okay. there you go. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> and, uh, and in Lebanon and in all the land of his dominion. So he built wow. those kind of all over the place. He's going nuts. Yeah. He's going buck wild. Yeah. As for all the people who were left of the Amorites, the Hittites, the Peretzites, the Hevites, and the Jebusites who were not the children of Israel, their children who were left after them in the land, whom the children of Israel were not utterly, were not able utterly to destroy, of them did Solomon raise a levy of bond servants to this day. Ah, so he enslaved oh, them good. all. Great, good, good, great, 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 cool, good. great and cool, good. Yes. Cool, cool. Okay. No one's surprised by this. But of the children of Israel, did Solomon make no bond servants? Okay, but so this is basically like just make servants of the people who are not like you. Well, yeah, but not your your own Yikes. people. But didn't we in in like Leviticus and Deuteronomy? Didn't we get laws regarding slaves that were Israelites versus slaves that are foreigners? Yeah, I think this is a change. I think he's changing hmm. it up, being like it's a new yeah. humanitarian policy. We're not going to enslave our own people, right? Only okay. other people. Yeah, boy, Jews. Uh, but so so he didn't make any uh, bond servants out of the children of Israel, but they were the men of war and his servants and his princes and his captains and rulers of his chariots and of his horsemen, <laughs> each of which had their own city. Uh, the, <laughs> these oh boy, these were the chief officers who were over Solomon's work. Five hundred fifty. Oh. Oh, that's it. Okay. Who bore rule over the people who labored in the work. But Pharaoh's daughter came up out of the city of David to her house, which Solomon had built for her. I think... To the porch. The it porch. Was the porch. They mean Let's the porch. be clear. Yeah. yeah. She's like, I'm leaving my porch. <laughs> no, she came up out of the city of David to her porch, which okay. Solomon had built for her. I see. Then, <laughs> colon, then he did build Milo. I don't know how those two are related Meeting. at all. Yeah, that's very strange. Which okay. is the stronghold, the Pentagon. The Pentagon, yeah. So it was like the house was finally built enough that she could move out of the foreman's trailer actually into the house. And she's like, thanks, good, thank goodness. I know it's just a porch, but it's better than living in the foreman's trailer. Yeah. I am Pharaoh's daughter after all. Yeah. Right. Well, she was in the city of David. Used to David. better digs than this. Yeah. So she was just kind of... 
at, at her other like apartment in the city, but hadn't been able to move into the country house yet or something. I don't know. Does he have other wives? They only ever mention her so far. I'm assuming that must be that must be the most politically potent wife. Okay. Or politically relevant wife. Yeah. He's got to have others. He, okay. I mean, I know for a fact he goes on to have many more. Oh, really? Wives He's and probably already got a few. He's probably got many, but it yeah. seems like this is the one that's like the most significant connection. That's probably why they mention it. Okay. Yeah. She's the most, <laughs> she's the most uh, newsworthy. I assume. Okay. Yeah. All Three... the presses are talking about her. Uh-huh. <laughs> Three times a year did Solomon offer burnt offerings and peace offerings on the altar which he built to Yahweh, burning incense therewith on the altar that was before Yahweh. So he finished the house. King Finally. Solomon, yeah. King Solomon made a navy of ships in Ezion Geber, which is the first navy? A navy, yeah. Maybe they didn't have one before. I guess they were just kind of desert roaming before that. Yeah. Uh, he made explore new lands. A navy of ships in Ezion Geber, which is beside Eloth, on the shore of the Red Sea in the land of Edom. Hmm. Hiram sent in the navy his servants, sailors who had knowledge of the sea, with the servants of Solomon. They came to Ophir and fetched from there gold, four hundred and twenty talents, and brought it to King Solomon. The end. Solomon is all the gold. <sighs> even I guess more gold? So, yeah. He needs even more gold? Also, no, why would Hiram send his servants and sailors to go with them when he already felt ripped off? Right? He already felt ripped off because he got these 20 crappy hick towns in exchange <laughs> hoping... for his 120 talents of gold. And is now he, he hoping helped... to get more? Yeah, this deal seems like it's getting worse all the time. Right, but then Solomon I mean. just got 420 talents. So it's just, I don't know. This is weird. I, there's a theory floating around the chat that Hiram is in love with Solomon. And uh, so maybe they have some kind of bad uh, romance going on. Oh, They're caught I in a bad see. romance. Uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Wow. Okay. Gosh. All right. So that, that was the end. That, that was, was the it. End, huh? That's it. Yeah. That's where we're going to end today. Okay. What did we even learn today? What even happened? Who even cares? <laughs> Is there anything to care about? What happened? Is there yeah. anything to care about? Um, it's done. He built it and we're there and he and talked about- moved in. Yeah. That's cool. Right. We're... He talked about how awesome he is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Stuff. We had a cool sermon. We moved big... the ark into the the- the temple and his Nobody poles were so long. Died, but it might be a Chernobyl situation. I mean, maybe. moving that was cool though that the cloud of Yahweh occupied the whole space, and so the priests couldn't even go in. That was pretty awesome, and definitely mm-hmm. supports our theory that that it is radioactive. Oh, or, it definitely or something. Is. Yeah, but that was like and a the... chariot city and a horseman mm-hmm. city and uh, right. pleasure cities for Solomon. Just yeah, everything, yeah. all yeah. those things. And then he ripped off Hiram. I'm really curious if this is going to come back. Like, do you think that Hiram, this this sort of grudge that he's created with Hiram, might eventually pay off? That he'll. I hope so. I we need some action. But I don't. We do. I don't know if it's going to pay off, or if this is an example of, you know, Solomon being crafty like all his forefathers <laughs> and working out a way better deal for himself than for the other person. 
Hmm. You know, there's a hmm. long history yeah. of this going on. And so I don't know if he's like, yeah, you can have 20 cities in exchange for all this stuff. But like, I didn't tell you what kind of cities you would get. You know, <laughs> so the, he writes <laughs> the art of writing hmm. really clever contracts in such a way that it really heavily benefits Solomon and not the other person. Hmm. The art of does, the deal, really. That does kind of fit with King Solomon kind of being smarter than everyone else is sort of how he's mm-hmm. pitched to us. It's, yeah, he's I thought kinda... he was supposed to be wise and good, though. Where's that wise and goodness coming out? Well, he's wise. We didn't say nothing about being good. Oh, really? Just wise. Yeah, just wise. Oh, That's okay. true. That's true. He did right. just ask for wisdom, and Yahweh was like, you got it. Also, I guess he's wealth. Yeah, also wealth. Good job. Well, the, he definitely is both of those things, wealthy and wise. Good right. for him. Yeah. And someone's asking in the chat, have we cast Solomon? And it is good to re- remind everyone this is Michael B. Jordan. He nailed his Heck audition, yes. crushed it. As we expected him to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think he's crushing it right now. I mean, a lot of this is going to be very abbreviated in our movie because it's boring, but uh, <laughs> we'll eventually get to some action, I hope. We'll yeah, see. yeah, hopefully he can have like a, a fun scene where he has to do some action or something like that, like he did in Black Panther. That would be great. I know. I'm nervous. I'm nervous that, that like nothing else is going to happen with Solomon and then he's just going to die. I feel like he's this character no. who's been talked up to us as kids raised in the church. And so far, there's kind of been the one story. I mean, there's a story of him yeah. killing all his political enemies right when he comes to power. And then there's the baby story. And that's it. So I'm really yeah. hoping he does some other things. I'm going to be really disappointed with King Solomon. I guess we'll find out. Yikes. Yeah, yep. We will find out. Okay. Awesome. All right. Thank you, everybody, so much. We are really excited to continue on with this, hopefully eventually getting to some action, Solomon willing. Thank you all for joining us for Bible study today. If you want even more drunk Bible study, including ad-free episodes, early releases, and personal toasts on the show, become one of our patrons at patreon.com slash drunkbiblestudy. If you enjoy the show, take a moment to subscribe and then write us a nice review on iTunes or Stitcher, letting other people know what you like about it. You can also join your fellow listeners in the Drunk Bible Study Fans and Fellowship Facebook group. Find us on Twitter at Drunk Bible Cast, on Instagram at Drunk Bible Study, or send us an email to info at drunkbiblestudy.com. Drunk Bible Study is created and produced by Emily Matlack, Dedeker Winston, and me, Jace Lindgren. Our theme song is Book Club by Josh and Anand from their album, Home of the The The. For more information, visit us at drunkbiblestudy.com and check out our live shows at drunkbiblestudy.com slash live.